Welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, and riding with me today, I have got Scotty Scott of Cook, Drink, Eat to share his culinary stories with our audience. I just want to just say thank you straight from the jump. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me and to share your story with us. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. This is so fun. Uh, I've been following you for a while. Uh, every time you post something, my, mo- my mouth just starts to water. Um, <laughs> Scotty Scott is the personal chef, culinary business owner, and content creator who shares recipes and videos on multiple platforms that will leave you hungry for more. I promise you, if you follow this man, you are going to want to eat. So Cook, Drink, Eat is the brand, right? So I love the name, but like, what made you take that on? Where did that come from? Uh, so I just, uh, you know, I just grew up around food. I was going to say I grew up eating. I mean, everybody eats, but uh, <laughs> grew up around food. My mother cooking in the kitchen, my father out on the grill. And, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I started pretty young. I probably started cooking when I was about 10 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, my mom, she taught, she was a high school counselor, and then she taught night school at night. So peanut butter and jelly got real old, and I got in the kitchen and burned up some stuff, almost burned down the house twice. Uh, but it's always love to cook. You always cook for friends and family and stuff like that. And people always ask me to do a cookbook or, you know, open up a restaurant. And I didn't really, you know, Feel like doing a re- restaurant was in, in, in the cars at that point in time, but I was like, you know, let me just dabble a little bit. So I started a personal chef service, and that was probably about 12 years ago. And so, uh, right after I started it, uh, about two years later, uh, travel for work just got crazy and I couldn't do it. I was on the road five days a week. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And so, I finally, uh, when that calmed down, I was like, man, let me jump back into the cooking scene and see what it's about. And that at that point, social media had kind of taken off. So, yeah, uh, I like to travel and kind of photography is one of my you know hobbies. And so, oh, I, we got that in common. <laughs> <laughs> so, I figured, you know, I'll give it a dabble and see what it's about. And it's just, it just really intrigued me, you know, just, just the, the amount of uh, 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 juice and energy I get. Uh, just from a create creative creative standpoint, uh, just kind of really make one dive feet first into it. Well, I've been seeing some of the posts that you put out, and then you know I had to look at the newsletter, had to see some of the emails that have gone out and the recipes, and I love the fact that you're just willing to share that information and you put that out there for the community. I think that that's huge. And then obviously bringing you onto the show, my listeners know I do my research. And I got this from you, right? And I just want to read this because I I think it's just so awesome. So I read your goal, right? Mm -hmm. To push the envelope of cooking videos by incorporating both music and humor into the videos that entertain as well as instruct. Man, you want to talk about a business plan, man. (laughs) So that that heart of cooking, it seems like it just kind of got baked into everything that you did. But where did you get the music element of it? What what was it about music that felt like it was right? It's just, uh, you know, music's a big part of my life. You know, it's a big part of a lot of people's lives. And I think it's it, it parallels food in that a song or a dish or a smell can take you to a point in your life like nothing else can. You know, you can hear a song and think exactly where you were yeah. when you first heard it or where it really first hit you. And the same thing with food, you know, when you can really if you taste it, I can, if I take this one piece of cornbread, I can be sitting in my grandmother's kitchen eating it straight out of the pan, you know. So yeah. 
they kind of just mirror each other. And uh, so when I just started doing it, it's just always, I've just got a song playing in the background. Like, you know, if I'm cooking some lasagna, I might got Frank Sinatra playing or something. So I've always got some kind of vibe going that helps me kind of get going when I'm cooking. I see that. And and I think that that's so cool. And it fits into the vibe of just your overall brand that I've been kind of looking into and, and, and poking around and just kind of seeing some of the videos that you had previously. I'm curious, though, you cook all types of food, you know, like you're not you don't have just one area that you stick to. I have seen such a diversity in your cooking. How did you, was this years of practice? Was this something that just came natural to you? How did you start bringing in all of these different cultures into what you do? So first of all, when people ask me what kind of food I cook and I say it's a little bit of everything, they hate that. They're like, no, man, what is it? I was like, I, I mean, no, if you look at what I do, it's all over the place. Uh, it's mainly just because I'm just trying to, uh, so first of all, I don't watch cooking shows. I'm weird in that. I don't want to like <laughs> sublimity take somebody's recipe. So, yeah. You know, and let me backtrack a little bit. So when I started this, you know, it was like two avenues I can go down. You know, I can recreate classic recipes and just go with that. Or I can try to do stuff that's my own and make my own stuff. And so I was like, you know, it's a little bit more risky, but I want to do what I feel. I want to do what is mine. I want to make it mine. And when people taste it, I want them to be like, I've never had this before. And it's, yep. you know, I don't want to yep. be, like, oh man, this is great. Whatever. I want it to be like, I've never had this before. I've never heard of that before. And so that's where it, with me, you know, I, I'm not classically trained. I'm 90% of the time. This is my first time making it. It's just on the fly. And so in order to keep it creative, it's just whatever I could, what comes in my mind, you know, Whatever I can think of, whatever I think is be, will be funky and delicious, it's what I go, you know. So. I love that, though, because it's almost like your process is, in my head, this looks like it's going to, this looks one way, then it moves down to, I think it's going to taste this way, and then you just dive into it and make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's evolved. I can remember, so it was fun, it was funny, just the way, you know, I initially wasn't doing videos when I first started doing this. Um, and somebody said something, somebody was like, did you make that? And I was like, did I make it? What do you think I just like opened up a package and brought it home? Like, oh yeah, you know, Chef Scotty. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna show you. And so I started doing videos. And so uh, the video is a whole, it's a whole entity in and of itself. Yeah, it is. When I'm thinking of recipes, I'm also thinking of how can I make a cool video with this? So that's how they kind of become one in my in my you know creativity sphere. If you don't want to call it, you know. I love that though because it's it's authentic. I feel like when I'm watching the content that you're making, I can tell that some thought went into it, and I can tell that it's authentic to who you are. What I don't like is when I see somebody and it's like they're just reaching. I don't feel right. like you're reaching. It almost just feels like you're just letting people have a little bit of space into your life, as opposed to doing it for the gram, which I, I never suggest people do it for the gram. Do it because you love it and watch how many people are going to follow you after. And that you talked about kind of the beginning, right? So something right. that I did not know that through learning and going to your website and, you know, doing more research into you, you started with pop-ups. I did not know that you started and you did some pop-ups in Fort Worth. Can you talk about that time? Absolutely. I mean, you know, more coming 2021. I mean, 20 was just... Oh, exclusive, exclusive. It was, 
Yeah, I mean, because ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about it, and there are plenty of people that make a lot of money just posting stuff on the internet, and I can't poo-poo that. That's a real thing, and it's a real thing that I'm a part of, and I appreciate that. But ultimately, it's food, and so if I'm not actually feeding people, it's it's a waste to me. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. not like a piece of art. You can I mean it look, you can look pretty. And even some of the stuff that I posted looks pretty. I'm like, it looks pretty, but it's trash. Don't do this. You know, it's <laughs> but ultimately it's food. I mean, you have to eat it. And so, yeah, that's what, you know, that's, that's a big part of it is, is the, is the pop-ups and that's how I started, you know? So when you started the pop-ups, can you remember the, maybe not even the first one that you did, but can you kind of talk about, was there a nervousness? Was there an excitement? What was that feeling like when you had this idea, right? You put it into play, and now you're cooking, getting right. ready to actually show up at the pop-up. Can you recall how that actually felt for you? Definitely nervousness. Definitely excitement. Um, because, yeah, I started social media actually to help promote my personal chef service, which is private parties, catering, and pop-ups. And so uh, I got a break here. At, uh, it was at a uh, proper, uh, proper on Magnolia. It was my first pop-up spot. And so I lived right around the corner, and they kind of followed me on Instagram. It was like, hey, we got chefs. You know, we do a monthly thing. We want to come in. I was like, uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. I was like, okay, uh, yeah, 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 I can do that. That's cool. Uh, but um, it's weird, man. When I when I'm cooking, I'm like, I'm in a zone. You know, I, I remember one time I was I was at a barbecue. Uh, it was like a big festival and I was cooking for, you know, about 10 friends out there and I turned around and it'd be like five hours had passed and they're like, you didn't speak to anybody? I was like, oh, for real? I was like, it's like, yeah, man, you've been here the whole time cooking. I was like, hey, I mean, I'm in my zone, you know, so right? I was nervous. I was excited. I was happy. But when I'm, I'm, when I'm around food, I'm, I'm myself, you know, I'm relaxed. So I'm, I'm content and, and confident, you know. Has it turned into almost being like therapeutic to you? Is that would you I, would you describe it as such? My yoga, you know, like people ask me, you know, one of my favorite dishes, it's it's gumbo because I enjoy the process, you know. So, you know, I take scraps of vegetables and shrimp shells and stuff that does not look appetizing and I make a stock out of that, you know. <laughs> and then I stand over the kitchen, you know, and stir my roux for 45 minutes straight. It's Ooh. the process involved because I want, you know, it's like, you know, I'm making this roux and it's, 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 you get it to a point where it's so dark that one more second, it might be burned. It's kind of that high, that rush. Of, yeah. It'd be delicious. Or I'm going to start it from scratch, but it's the process that I enjoy. So that's, it is therapy for me, you know. That's fantastic. And we've talked about this in other seasons, right? If you don't love the process of doing something, if you're just doing it for the outcome and you don't love the process, you're going to get burnt out. It's Absolutely. really easy to get burnt out that way. And it sounds like you just love what you do. Yeah. I, you know, and it's, and it's funny because there were things about it that I never even, you know, thought about when I got into it. So like, like I said, the video is the whole thing. I have no videography experience. I'm working off of crack. I'm working off a cracked ass iPhone, <laughs> rigged up tripod. But um, when I started editing the videos, it was a new skill. You know, it was yes. like like putting together a puzzle. You know, and it was a new trade. And I was like, man, this is awesome. This is also a different little aspect to it that you know, I'm not I'm not a professional videographer by any sense of imagination, but it's something that I've also appreciated putting it together in that aspect. You know, so. 
Yes, it's definitely the process, man. You got to enjoy that. Or you're just doing it for just to do it. And you're you're right, though, as somebody who I am vehemently against. I hate video, man. Like, and it's a part of my process. You, as you all know, I'm a photographer. Uh, that's what that's what I like to go and take photos. It's right. very right here. I'm gonna build the composition and then I'm out. Right. When I do the videos, man, like, luckily my wife will help with the sound and audio. But you know, it's just it's so much more involved. And yeah. now you're having to piecemeal things together. Whereas I just want to go take the photo and I'm sure you just want to cook. But you're right, though. It's another skill set. And I have started to enjoy the process from a what it gives to people and the message that I'm able to provide. That's what I like about it. That So when I when I put it out there, it's me. Right. As opposed to if I were to hand it to somebody else and just hope that they get my vision. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's big, man. You know, yep. you know, hopefully at some point in time, maybe I can be a director of my videos. But, yeah, I have a vision going into it. And yep. so, you know, part of it, you know, so when I got into this, one of the things that kind of uh, was a bit overwhelming was like, you know, in the time period from when I was doing a personal chef and no social media, and kind of started opening my eyes to it. I was like, oh, wow, people are doing this. They're doing, I was like, I was overwhelmed. Yeah, and yeah. at the same time, I was like, okay, there are so many people that this is what they do. Hi, put in one cup of flour. Hi, you know, it's like, it's the rope. <laughs> the ro- yep, yep, yep. The same. And I was like, man, this is, there's no way I'm going to get anywhere doing that. You know, I got to stick to what I feel and what I think is cool and what I enjoy doing. And so in order to do that, you got to have that vision. And so, you know, if I get in front of a camera and somebody does is not sharing that vision, it's not going to be the same. It, it, you hit it right on the head. It's the I know exactly what I want this to portray, and I can't put that into somebody else's hand. So I love that. It's a, it's that creative spirit, right? Not everybody has it, but right. we need those people that are behind the scenes and work like that. But for creatives. We got to have that control. It, it, it's weird to let go of the control. So I feel you on that. So I want to get a little bit more personal, uh, not not family personal, but as another transplant, as I did more research, uh, <laughs> I started to to find out some things about you. So you are not originally from Texas. I like to ask people if they're from the area. Right. You're from Michigan? Is that is that? One raised. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> So what brought you to Texas? So actually, uh, school. I was uh, I was going to school in Virginia after I left Texas. I mean, after I left Detroit, and it was going to be too much. It was going to be too expensive. And so I had some family living down in Houston. They're like, hey, come down here. So I finished up my undergrad there, and I went to law school in Houston as well. And then so work brought me to the Texas, I mean, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so I've been up here for about 10 years now. Wow. So you went to school to be a lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so you, I, you, I knew it because you know what? When anytime that I've uh, had these interviews and, and started to talk to people, you start to realize that some of the most creative people are also some of the smartest people. That's just that's just been what my uh, that's how I've experienced it. Uh, so I'm not surprised at all that that's where you started out, and I'm sure that it helped you when you started doing all your businesses and started doing licensing and doing all of that. Having that transferable skill was probably really helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't necessarily recommend people go to law school to become a pop-up chef, but <laughs> in the end, I definitely have skills that are transferable to owning a business. 
<laughs> well, you know what? It's all good, man. That, there's nothing like being able to say, I had to pivot, right? Sometimes yeah. you have to pivot. And it seems like that was the right move, just seeing the amount of people that not only follow you, but engage with you. Clearly, you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing. So I did want to know, though, you talked about how you started off um, cooking at a young age. Did it come naturally to you, though, or, or do you feel like there was a lot of mistakes that were made along the way? Uh, I think it came pretty naturally. You know, people kind of ask me where I get my recipes and ideas from. I just it just comes naturally. I think, you know, I think people, you know, kind of have gifts and, and talents and, and various things in life. And I think that's just the way it came with me. You know, like when I when I try to do a recipe, one of the things that has, you know, been a bit prohibitive during this uh, uh, pandemic is my thing is, I guess, go in the grocery store and I see what's fresh. You know, I smell stuff. I smell spices. And that's how I come up with what the flavors that I want to have in there. So, um, yeah, I just I always dabbled, you know, growing up, you know, when I when I finally got out of college and had more than, you know, beer and potatoes money. I, you know, <laughs> I throw parties for friends and it was just, it, you know, I. I, I never I never really like to follow recipes. You know, we want to get a framework of what you're trying to do. And that's one thing that I am, I am starting to now that I want to kind of look into some cooking shows just for technique purposes because I'm not classically trained. But, um, yeah, it's just generally it's just it's just come to me. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person where, um, you know, I can kind of smell something or I could be in the next room and I can hear the sizzle and let you know. Hey, turn it. You know, I can. I can <laughs> yeah, you know, I can. By, by the sound that it's making, you know, so it's just one of the. I think you. I think it's cool, though, right? Think about. I, I'm anything that I do. It's usually in an outline. I like outlines. I like frameworks as well because what it does is there's guardrails. I but I like my guardrails to be really wide. That's how I like to operate. I want really wide guardrails. I feel like. The fact that you weren't classically trained might actually work in your benefit because when something's happening, you're not thinking, well, I have to do this. Right. You're thinking, you know what? I feel like this is the right way to go about it. And you can kind of go with your gut a little bit more. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. So for Cook, Drink, Eat, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go back. Can you recall the first video? that you made or the first meal that was made under the the title of cook drink eat oh that's yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i'm taking you back i'm taking you back yeah the first video oh i don't know man it was probably it was probably some tacos because i'm you know that was a big thing still a big thing i, I love this get creative and throw anything in a in a tortilla but i'm almost certain it was some tacos and i know i i looked back at it uh a, a while ago and it was not what it is today let me put it that way it's it's evolved you know it was it was still time lapse um but it was not a lot less uh engagement you know if you watch my videos i try to you know i've got add i'm not gonna cut you know <laughs> in 10 seconds if you got you don't have my attention i'm gone so i try to put in you know if it's not action some kind of words every you know so often to keep you engaged yep and it was not a lot of that so i'm glad people stuck around past that little phase because it was just like me chopping like oh I, you know green onions you know it was no humor so it, it kind of evolved but it was uh, almost certainly a taco well do you look back and are you proud to just see how far you've come when you do look back at where you started to where you are now isn't there a sense of pride that you have absolutely and it was this is gonna absolutely um 
it's going to sound weird to some, but uh, when this whole, you know, billion dollar lottery thing was going on, I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. If I win, I'm going to be ecstatic. It's going to be amazing. But in some sense, I wouldn't want to win because I've got this thing that I'm yep. growing and yep. I want this. I want to grow this. You know, yep. I started this from, you know, when you have something, you start from nothing and it's it's starting to grow. And you want to see where it's going to go. You want that, you know, because that's a sense of pride. I wouldn't have any pride in winning a lottery ticket, you know. Exactly. All out now. Don't get me wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm still gonna ball out if I I, I already spent half of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've already spent half yeah. of that money. Still cash the check. Still cash the check. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm with you there. But you're right though that when you started right and you had the vision and you grew it and you made the mistakes and you had to do the refinement and you had to be the one to follow up. There's just there's a pride, but there's there's this element to it where you know at the end of the day you gave everything that you had. And when you see people appreciate it, there's just something that's so powerful about that. And as I've done more research and looked into you the creative and you the chef i thought it was just so cool i i was geeking out i was so excited to have this conversation because there's we need to see more creatives in this space that look like us and right. it's a beautiful thing when that happens so right. couldn't right. couldn't speak higher of that but that does bring me to another point though right so mm -hmm. you're the chef you're the, you're the person who's doing the video you're the mm -hmm. one who's working on the audio you're, you're doing all of it how do you manage the time when you have so many things that you're juggling man i right now it's it's still a a challenge uh i thought i was a fairly organized person but apparently i'm not uh <laughs> uh you know when i first started this i was a single man and so i've still got a nine to five so i get off work i cook do a video uh you know edit the photos edit the video i might go to sleep at two in the morning and i keep it moving you know yep. Or if I want to get up and um, I'm out late at night, I come home and it's two in the morning, I can still crank out a video or what have you, or a new recipe. Well, now I have a family. I got a, you know, an 18 month old. Uh, I've got Congratulations. A thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've got a family life, so I've, you know, I've got still got my nine to five, I've got my family and I've got Cook, Drink, Eat. And so now Cook, Drink, Eat has to fit within that framework. So. It's it's been it's been a challenge because you know I can easily once like just do what I did before and just work all day, but that's not fair to my family. You know that's not fair to my to my spouse. You know I can't just you know for one you know I can I can work all day. That's just me. I, I'm, me I'm too. A, I'm a me grind. too. It's not necessarily a great attribute, but it is what it is. You know, she's not, which I love. I don't want somebody that's doing crazy stuff like me all the time, always on the go. So. You know, you have to realize, and, and this is once again, I'm still working on it, but you, you know, you have to a, a lot of time, you know, and you have to a lot of time not only just for yourself, but for, for your family. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, of planning, you know, making sure you're, you're a couple weeks ahead of what you're trying to do so you're not rushing to get on it when it's due and uh, taking it from there, I suppose. I love that though. We're all a work in progress. And yeah. Uh, a lot of what I've heard from people who listen into this show is when they hear things from people like you, where you are and what you've already built to say that you're still working on it. That's where this show, in my opinion, really shines 
because we need to shine a light on the fact that we're all a work in progress. And there's there's really nothing wrong with being a work in progress. There's a beauty in it, and there's an acknowledgement of it that balance really matters. So to hear you say that kind of you know speaks to my soul a little bit. So you've talked about some of the the food, some of the the cooking that you've done, um, some of the creativity, but how do I how do ideas hit you right? Like, where's the inspiration come from? Is it just I know you talked about walking through the grocery store, but is it is it just all of a sudden you'll think about it? Do you sit down and write for it? What's the process for bringing those ideas up? It'll just pop in my head. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea where it comes from. Some higher power or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, have no idea. You know I, I had one. Uh, I did over the. I guess it was over the summer. Maybe something. I don't know. But it was. Um, <clears throat> it was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, which obviously I make videos. If I do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it's going to be like nine seconds long on time lapse. So it was, I made the bread from scratch, uh, mm. made the uh, blueberry jam from scratch. I made the uh, pecan butter from scratch, okay? And then, you know, in the video I had on this like weird, I think somebody said it looked like Captain Crunch. I said it looked like the <laughs> old timey, like, you know, 1700s looking outfit and the whole thing was, you know, it's this, pandemic and my supplies have not arrived and I have to make this peanut butter and jelly from scratch. Now, I, where it come, comes from, I don't know, but that's the whole peanut butter and jelly was because it was my supplies had not arrived. That's all I had to make. You know, I think that's so cool though, because at the end of the day, you're just relating to people and you're making it fun though. And I don't know how to make bread from scratch. So yeah, I need to, I need to tune into that because I don't know how to do that. My, my from scratch is, uh, is, uh, definitely in need of some work. I'll, just, I'll be nice to myself and just leave it at that. Although I don't use a recipe book either. I started cooking when I was really young. Uh, and the thing is I don't have the consistency. So I do want to know, like, how do you find the consistency with what you're doing when you don't use a recipe book well so i you know i have you have to write it down some of mm -hmm. it's up here but that's one of the reasons you know when i when i was doing uh actually before i started this when i was doing my personal chef service is why i started doing stuff from scratch was consistency mm -hmm. um, i can remember i was had a party one time and i went to the store to buy whatever it was it was a seasoning it was something and they were out and so now it's like now what okay this is a dish that everybody loves but they're out of it you know, they're out of this key ingredient. So yeah, yeah. in order to establish consistency, I make from scratch. That's why I always want to know it's going to be there when I need it. Smart. Yeah. I like that. That's smart. So I got to hit you with this, right? Let's say you're on one of them shows and, you know, it's like a beat Bobby Flay, you know, and you made it past the first round, right? Right. And it's time, and we want to know what are you, what's your what's your signature meal that's gonna take this man down? What is Scotty Scott making? Oh, man, that's that, you know that's tough because it's week to week, man. You know, it's, my repertoire is ever growing. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to make? Uh, right now, it would probably be. Uh, duck fat shrimp etouffee with crispy onion strings. <laughs> so this one started out Thanksgiving. I was like, man, I think I'm going to make some uh, green bean casserole. And I was like, you know what? I don't, 
I don't like green bean casserole. I don't, I don't even like that shit. I really. <laughs> oh, you swear? Oh, we swear. You're good. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, like, I just like the little crispy things on top. I was like, okay, all right. Let me see here. Scotty thinks. Scotty thinks. So I was like, okay. So I, I got I got an etouffee recipe and had some duck fat. I was like, okay, let's just freak it a little bit, which is a lot of my stuff. A lot of my stuff you see, some of it's, yep. you know, tried and true, but it's a little, my own little spin on it. So the there's stuff, always a twist to it. Yep. There's yeah. always a creative twist to it. Exactly. So the duck fat gives a nice little undertone of that fattiness of the duck. Um, it's got chicken stock and it's got the shrimp. So that's three nice little flavors there. And then the crispy onion strings on top, which I sprinkle with a little cayenne, gets you a nice little heat, nice little crispy texture to it it's i mean i i love it i really do I, I, it's one of my favorites you won you would have won you would have <laughs> beat him I'm, I'm convinced i don't no questions no doubt you would have beat him so i i am curious though so what do you if you were to just take a step back right what would you want people to to know about you that they might not know or might not have pulled from some of the the content that you put out mm. um that's a good question uh might not know i'm just Maybe you do know, but I'm just I'm very passionate about it. I'm I'm I mean, it seems sounds cliche. I'm spiritual about my food. I have a high energy about it. Like when I take pictures, uh, I am I got a cookbook coming out December of this year, December of this year. Love it. Uh, which will be a little bit out of my comfort zone. But when I take pictures, somebody ate that. You know, this is not I have no I have no problem with food stylists. The world needs them. But, you know, it's like when you see this, this actually nourished somebody and they probably enjoyed it. I'm that deep about my stuff. And so, you know, when I'm doing something, it, it's uh, it's a lot, it's a lot, a lot more than it probably should be. But it's a lot of thought that goes into it. A whole lot of thought that goes into it. I think that's a perfect. I think that's perfect. Right. So you know that what the season's about. Right. We are talking about multipliers and diminishers so i put this out to you i don't know if you if you did your homework assignment did you select one did you did you could you think of a multiplier or a diminisher that fell into any of the realms that i sent out to you so this is supposed to be a specific person or no no not, not necessarily a specific okay. person but we kind of chatted about it a little bit okay when it comes to that concept of multiplier and diminisher, right? right? The multiplier being people that have helped elevate you and diminishers being people that are kind of drawn away from it. Have you felt in your life that you've been able to add that multiplier effect when you've been in a situation where you're in a pop-up or you're having to bring your own energy? Do you feel like you bring that multiplier effect when you're stepping into the kitchen? Um, hmm. Eesh. I have definitely been a little bit of a uh, diminisher in my uh, one was the uh, man, I forgot what it was called, but when you're uh, micromanaging. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I'm a perfectionist. And, you know, when, you know, I have people that work with me, you know, um, when I want something cut a certain way, I want to cut a certain way, you know. Like, like when my girl helps me out, I'm like, don't even, just don't do it. You know, you <laughs> want to just cut the tomato up so you can get back on the couch. No, this is love. You know, this is where everything starts. Yep. So I, and I, and I'm aware of this, that I need to be more of a teacher and instructor 
then be gone with it. Because, you know, people that I work with, they all know what they're doing. That's why they, they wouldn't be there. You know, exactly. Yeah. Of getting the, the vision across beforehand and making sure it's done uh, uh, correctly or the instructions are, are done correctly on my behalf. You know. I love it though. You're, it's something that you're absolutely aware of. I want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time and wanting to come and chat. Where can people find you? So they've listened to this episode. Maybe they're not on social media like some others. How could they find you and get tapped into what you're working on and what you're doing? Uh, cook, drank, D-R-A-N-K, cook, drank, eat.com is my website and that has all my info. I'm cook, drank, eat, everything. So, Twitter, uh, Tw- uh, TikTok, which I'm not good at. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I gave that a couple weeks, and I was like, you know what? I'm not good at this. <laughs> cook, drink. If you cook, put in cook, and then DRA, I should pop up anywhere you are in in this world. That's what I like to hear, and I will be sure, as always, you guys know, I will tag him. I'll make sure that you see that. I'm all, I'm already starting to work on my graphics for this season, and you guys don't know where this falls. You don't know when we recorded this, and this is my favorite part about this show. But always, you guys know you can find me at it's underscore probably underscore the letter U. This has been another episode of It's Probably You. Thank you so much, Scotty. And for those of you listening in, always remember, if at any point you feel guilty, It's probably you.